transfer trail cam, but that doesn't do a damn bit of good for you. Also, they have that bear to watch. Also, so. they have a bear to watch. My, <laughs> well, not they anymore. need that trail cam. Not anymore. <laughs> Much more than me. Not anymore. Um, the bear has not. Bears roam for 50 miles. Did you know that? <laughs> one Jesus bear, Christ. One bear needs like a territory of 50 miles to roam. They would not thrive in quarantine. Yeah. It makes me feel a little bit bad for the bears at the zoo. <laughs> just, um, as soon as I made that joke, I immediately felt bad about it yeah. because of yeah. that. So I actually think the bears are probably thriving in quarantine. Everyone's doing immense amounts of cooking and yeah. and there's lots of trash out. There's lots of trash and like no people, so it's great. Yeah. They The next day, they, of course, went out and like picked up the tins and, you know, like any bird seed that was left... They disposed of it and all that stuff. Um, but then the next night, uh, the light came on again, and they were like, what fresh hell is this? <laughs> and it was a raccoon. <laughs> and I told them, I think that the, the, their porch must just have... But there was no food, you know? Um, yeah. As I told them, I think that their porch just must have good buzz. <laughs> like, good woodland yes. buzz. <laughs> um, and that progress, you'll get progressively smaller and smaller uh, nocturnal mammals <laughs> visiting. Yes. Soon they're going to have just chipmunks. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. Yeah, like bear to raccoon to possum. To rescue ranger. Yeah. The chip and Dale rescue rangers. Nice. Hi! <laughs> Welcome to Categorical Oracle. Well, hello to you, too. The podcast Hi. where three librarians give pop culture's junk drawer a little organizational spiff up. <laughs> I'm Mary Johnston, and with me is... Andrew Crawford. And now I'm pointing at you, Kelly. Kelly Kennedy. Hello. Oh, I said my last name. <gasps> it's fine. This is a time for transparency. <laughs> We're all hiding in our house. Now you all know. <laughs> Which and where's your house again, Kelly? Where's... Yeah, it's a uh, no. mother's no. maiden name and social security number. Hey. Please. That joke uh, no, never it's, gets old. What was old. the first car you drove? Huh? <laughs> yeah, the first that, car you drove. That's your what? security question. First pet? <laughs> no. I think we've already talked about my first pet on the show. Uh oh. Whoa. Whoa. So, if there's one thing I'm enjoying in quarantine, it's television. Anyone else? A great show of hands. Who's watching a lot of TV? I'm gotten it's back gonna into, be good. I'm going back into radio drones. No, that's that's a lie. <laughs> that's I, a called that's a, a podcast. Huge, and, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so, you know, soon everything's going to be a rerun. Oh we're yeah, because we're running oh, yeah. out of television. We're running out. By that I mean movies. I'm enjoying yes, watching <laughs> television and TV and and media in general. Um, but I find myself in a position that I haven't felt um, in a long time. Which is, you know, when you were like in middle school and you were a bookish child, as I was, and you would just like rip through books, like just like a book a day almost. Yes. And your parent was just so relieved when you found a series that you could just, because then that would keep you occupied. Like you could just like have those books for a long time versus like having to find new books you were into. Like there's 30 Dinotopia yeah, novels. Boxcar children. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. I was never a boxcar kid. Mm. Benny and his damn yeah. pink cup. Um, yeah. But yes, I was in other series for sure. Um, I have found that I am feeling the same way about movies lately. I'm like, just one movie? Like, it doesn't come with other movies? Like, I want, like, a a big body of work that I can just, like, 
you know, flying squirrel tackle with my whole body. Mm -hmm. So, guys, today we're talking about the Fast and the Furious series. (laughs) (laughs) I have watched, according to Connoisseurs, the best of the Fast Five, and I didn't really enjoy it that much. Yeah. I think I was missing context from the other Fast Four that preceded it. Yeah, Fast Five (laughs) is supposed to be the best of the best. Sure. I have no idea. I would say, I would say, Kelly, are you, Kelly, have you seen more Fast Five movies than I have? I've seen two of them, yeah. I think. You have! Whoa! I've seen one and two. Mm. Certainly. Why in God's I didn't see Tokyo Drift. Why? Why? Yeah. I don't know, because I was a child when they came out, and, uh... <laughs> you haven't I seen Star have... Wars, but you've seen two <laughs> Fast and the Furious movies? This is an excellent lead-up. I have some, uh, <laughs> gaps in my viewing, and, uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna call them Oh, we'll dad be we'll, movies. We'll be taking care of that today. We'll be, oh, that, dad that's movies? Come up a Wait a I'm missing dad movies. Hold on. Mm. But Fast Five, come on. Fast <laughs> and the Furious, come on. That was just Carol watching it and me being in the room. Mm. Uh, gotcha, okay. Gotcha. Paul Walker. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Um, dad movies. So you haven't seen Star Wars. Name some dad movies you haven't seen. Uh... I haven't seen any of the Indiana Jones movies. Oh, that's that's, that's just a like damn a mistake. Cinema. What's Kelly. wrong with you? Now is the time. <laughs> They're great. I'm like thinking, like, what are people really shocked when I'm like, yeah, never seen it. Uh, I'm trying to think of one more, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you've never seen Caddyshack. Yes, I have never seen Caddyshack. Have you, have you uh, ever seen Airplane? I'm just naming dad movies now. <laughs> I've definitely seen Airplane. Oh, did you Wisconsin like Wisconsin Pride? Did you like yes. it? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> I hate it. Sorry. I mean, I, I haven't seen it since I was a teenager, but sure. Okay. Uh, you know, it's really amazing with this is like, we've known each other for like, it must be coming on nearly a decade-ish, and I'm still constantly surprised by the movies you haven't seen, Kelly. Not to like, I haven't seen any of the Mission Impossible movies. I don't know, Me neither. Okay. Yeah. Me neither. I saw one. Me neither. I don't care about Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen any of the Jason Bourne movies? I have not seen a single Jason Bourne. Movie. I have slept through two Jason Bourne movies, <laughs> but I have seen every single National Treasure. Well, that's just—I mean, and it's fair. It's two. There's two of them. You know so, what? You know, Netflix and they're riveting. Netflix make a National Treasure miniseries. You uh, cowards! They were going to make National Treasure three, but it was uh, postponed because Miss Rona. God damn it! Wait, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh. <laughs> You're giant. <sighs> and I have not seen any a single James Bond movie. Which I'm so, well, I know why. Because the way that you Dad see movies. James Bond movies now is on Thanksgiving, as we talked yes. about in our Thanksgiving <laughs> television episode. But you guys are glued to the dog show. So yeah, I already we know have why. No other time for anything else. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um, I have seen James Bond. I think I've seen most James Bond movies, and certainly not all. Um, I haven't like committed myself to that. But what about you, Andrew? I have. So I, I definitely was one of those kids who was like way into watching James Bond marathons. As a yep. kid, what I realized while doing this list, though, was I can't tell you a single plot from an individual James Bond movie. They exist as a strange sort of gestalt in my brain of like, you know, cars and women. There's one woman who's bad and then she dies and there's one woman who's good and she lives. And then, you know, these sort of like weird tropes that exist is like a j- big jumble in my brain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ah, sorry. sorry. There uh, are a few. I mean, I feel like you remember or at least I remember 
individual scenes, mm-hmm. and sometimes I can place those to a James Bond movie. It's more of like an extended tone poem, the James Bond series. <laughs> <laughs> like you just get sort of like touches oh of certain it's so, things. It's so is. It's like, <laughs> there's the guy with the hook hand who feeds the chicken to the crocodile, but is he the same as the guy with the hook hand in another movie? I don't remember. Yeah. Um, if you find yourself wondering, is this the racist James Bond movie? You're probably right because yeah. there are a the lot of them. Yes, there are yeah. a lot of them. But is, um, it, but is it the sexist James Bond movie? The answer is all of them are. Well, probably not the newer ones. Yeah. I don't know. Or at least they're trying. They're trying very hard not to make them mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. Um, uh, which is interesting because, I mean, to me, to me, the by far the best part of the James Bond movies are the things we're going to talk about today, which is the music. Mm. Like, if you you could probably make a really good supercut of all of the really good James Bond mo- move, moments that would definitely be under the normal runtime of a James Bond movie. <laughs> like, it would be like an hour and a half, maybe, of like any like you know cultural touchstones. Just cut them together. And then save the music, and you're set. Like you don't, you don't have to. A lot of James Bond movies are actually kind of boring, in my in my opinion. Yeah. Well, because the exact same thing happens in every single every one of them. Single. It's one. not even that. I mean, like it, it, it just like encompasses such a period of time that like tastes change, and you know. Of course, like if you watch the old ones, like the Sean Connery ones, and you like cinema from you know, the '60s and '70s, that's kind of fun. And then Roger Moore is, like, just a ridiculous human being. (laughs) So that has some fun. It stops being fun, I think, once you're supposed to be impressed by the action of it all. I'm not really an action movie person, I think, ultimately. Mm. So a lot of it is, like, kind of boring. Like, a lot of the fight scenes, I'm just kind of like, meh, about I much prefer... Um, the the sort of the mood of it, which is why I think I like the music, because mm. that is a huge part of the ambiance of a James Would you Bond be film. more interested in the new newest one that was supposed to come out this year, and God only knows if it will, uh, because it was polished by Phoebe Waller-Bridges? Yes, I probably will watch it because of that reason. I don't really like Daniel Craig as... I mean, he's good... I guess what I'm getting around to is I think that they should just stop making James Bond films and make other spy movies. I think they should break from the franchise, except that it is a dinosaur that is sexist and racist and uh, jingoistic in many ways. Cars are just okay. Cars are just okay. Cars are just fine. (laughs) Don't... Yeah. Expect me to care. I think that they should make good other action movies. Um, I don't think that you can, like, respectability politics up James Bond. <laughs> like, there's just there's just no way to do it, really. And they are trying very, very hard. And I'm sure she did a beautiful job. Um, but, like, the new ones, I'm just kind of like, okay, yeah. Like, even the best ones, I'm like, yeah, sure. That's cool. Uh, what if I told you that I was so disconnected that I had... Not one single idea that Judy Dench was in those movies <laughs> until maybe a year ago. That's pretty funny. Oh, man. Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty funny. She's very good in them. She's one of my favorite parts. And now, um, spoiler alert, she's no longer in them. So, uh, mm. you, hey, wait a minute. How did you not know that based on me consistently? One of my favorite anecdotes being that she <laughs> outed uh, Daniel Craig for having a tiny penis. <laughs> Oh, I, maybe that's what made me aware yeah. <laughs> that it was there. Because you remember that anecdote, right? I Only kind of. Well, you remember, you remember the end of it. 
but maybe, yeah, it's, maybe, it's, a, maybe. It's, a pretty, it's a short one. It's a pretty short story. But I'm pumped. Hey. Um, basically, I don't know even why I know this, but like there was some article. There's some like smutty, raggy article, probably in like you know the Guardian or the Sun. That was like that was like macho man actors that have tiny junk and Daniel Craig was in one of them and their source was Dame Judi Dench who was like oh yes it's a tiny little thing also, a little, uh, a little cashew nut like I believe that and you know you know that when Daniel Craig <laughs> sees that he must just be like god damn it but he can't do anything she's a knight <laughs> she's a, well, she's <laughs> she a dame is. Well, she's a dame. But she, she's knighted. she was knighted. Like, yeah. like, like Judy Dench. She's one of those actors that you're already clapping your hands. <laughs> like, there's like Ju- and Judy Dench. Everyone rises and claps their hands. Like, you can't do anything. Like, he can't. He can't like smear her. Well, if he says something, then the beef eaters are gonna come beat yeah. the shit out of them yeah. and then drink some gin. Yeah. She'll stick her squires on him. Yeah, her other knights. <laughs> um. Elton John's gonna kick his ass. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was thinking Meryl Streep. <laughs> um, who are other people that I know are knighted? Uh, Patrick Stewart's come for Paul you. McCartney. Paul McCartney. Yeah. <laughs> Paul McCartney probably could. He's pretty spry. Yeah. We'll t- talk about him in a minute. Oh, we will yeah. talk. Well, not till next list. Right? No, this yeah, list. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, wait, are we doing these backwards? No, no, no. <laughs> we're doing part one first. So let's so kick it off. So um, I was raised with James Bond. I saw it when I was a child. I think it's really funny that children <laughs> like Andrew and my and your generation, like millennials, grew up and I was like, it's fine for you to watch James Bond. <laughs> we, Wild. We, we really want to reinforce very specific aggressive gender roles in let's, children. Here, also yeah. drinking, very cool. Child, watch this dangerous alcoholic <laughs> who's just allowed to kill whoever he wants, bed and murder lots of people. Is he in yellow and face you know right now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and you know, do it while your dad's sleeping on the couch. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's fine. After he ate some turkey. Enjoy a big family meal and just settle in for some classic cinema. In my family, however, <laughs> my dad is not the James Bond fan. My mom is. And Twist. my mom also loves James Bond theme songs. So I would like to dedicate this episode to my mom. Um, for raising me, I remember we had like a like a James Bond compilation of all of these <laughs> songs in the car, and it was regularly played. So I'm very familiar with a lot of this music. Um, and I'll be. You dropped- guys should have a James Bond theme night. Yeah, I mean the thing is, like, I don't even know if I really want. Like, I would That's like, like a- watch clips of James Bond, but I'm like, I don't. It's like a month's worth of themes too, Kelly. I mean, just, you can't. Oh fit- no, no, no! Just do one night where you like drink martinis and have a crazy like fancy dinner mm. and then don't listen to all this music and then definitely do not watch the movies <laughs> that would be fun to do with uh beef tartare but call each other like pussy galore and shit yeah oh i'm gonna i'm gonna call you guys pussy galore in this podcast episode right now wow. um, i'm gonna call you guys plenty o'toole because that's also a name from a later movie which is hilarious so there's been named after your father so yes. there are 22 uh, james bond title theme songs um, not including the dun 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 which we're not doing um, in this What's list. there to say about that? It's, I mean. It's great. <laughs> orchestral. I, I removed anything orchestral because they're just not as much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to split this in two, and so we're going to handle everything um, up from gold, gold finger uh, to uh, octopusy in this list, and you can check out our next list for everything else. 
So starting off, we're t- we're starting off with uh, Goldfinger um, by Shirley Bassey, and I would like to start this list by saying, if there's any Bond movie that people can tell you what it's roughly about, it is this one. <laughs> and Kelly, based on the song Goldfinger, what do you think this movie is about? I think it's about a man with a gold finger. Okay, mm. a Midas touch potentially. <laughs> I think it's Midas. Touch, a spider. Yes. A spider's touch. Yes. I'm going to tell uh, you what this movie is about. Unless you have I, all I, other ideas. All I honestly really know is the urban legend that the girl died because they painted her gold. Yep. Hmm. Yep. There you go. Yep. James Bond, who in this movie is uh, portrayed by another knight, Sir Sean Connery, is back. I don't know why he's back. Because uh, I guess Russia. Oh, Russia yeah, with Love is this, the first movie, but it just has the dun dun dun, dun as yeah, its theme. Yeah, apparently so it's off. They, they waited four movies to have a custom theme song. This is the fourth movie, I think, of the series. Oh. Total. Or thir- third or fourth. Yeah. Doctor. Oh, Doctor No, too. Doctor No, yeah. You're right. Um, he's back. And his next mission is to take on Fort Knox, where Eric, spelled with a U, Gold, A-U-R-S. Oh, uh, Arik. <laughs> Arik. Yeah. Goldfinger. And his hench- Wait, it was A-U? Yeah, like, That's why, like because it's gold. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goldinger uh, and his henchmen are planning to raid Fort Knox and obliterate the world economy. Turns out you just needed a sure. virus. It's fine. Uh, to save... <laughs> just needed Donald Trump. To save the world once again, Bond will need to become friends with Goldfinger, dodge killer hats. This has Oddjob, the, uh, the assassin that has a bladed uh, bowler hat that he throws and famously knocks the head off a marble statue. Um, and also avoid uh, Goldfinger's personal pilot, the sexy pussy galore. <laughs> There's just so much This to is unpack, a movie though. I saw probably <laughs> when I was six. <laughs> and I, I think I have a, a pretty, you know, I have good parents. I wasn't, I wasn't just allowed to roam about in To media. be fair, I would rather introduce a six-year-old to a character named Pussy Galore where they're just like, yeah, whatever, as opposed to a teenager named, I'd be like, this is a 16-year-old boy. Hey, this is Pussy Galore. And that's her name. Have the Don't giggle. laugh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she can't help what her parents' name for that. So let's listen to a little bit of Goldfinger. Rhyming touch with touch like put pitbull. Um, <laughs> so when um, when uh, so the music I forget Pierce Brosnan was a Bond. Sorry, not yet. I'm sorry. So we're gonna be with composer uh, John Barry for this basically this whole list. Who was like in charge of all the James Bond movies for a very long time, or James Bond uh, like soundtracks and orchestral arrangements for a very long time. And he knew he wanted to start with that, you know, gold finger. And when he brought in uh, the two writers who were going to be the lyricists for this, they both looked at him, <laughs> looked at each other, laughed, and sang, Moon River. And John Barry got super <laughs> mad. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh no, that must yeah. have been really embarrassing for him. Which is which is funny because I feel like I kind of feel like any song that has like a na na na, you like can do that with. Um, but I think like Shirley Bassey makes it different enough that I don't hear that. Uh, there are other there are other homages I think to Goldfinger elsewhere in this list that I feel the Moon Riveriness of it all way more. But I'm sure he like plunked this out on a piano. So it's probably super moon river. I love the idea of them lazily bullying him for being <laughs> like, guys, I've got such a good idea. And they're like, oh, copycat. Yeah, and John <laughs> Barry does not sound like the nicest of guys. Oh, so I have oh. no problem with people being a little bit rude to him. <laughs> um, well, didn't I mean, are you? I don't know how far you're getting into this, but the final note. Yeah. No, do you want to tell about the final note? Oh, yeah. So when, she, when Shirley Bassey was recording the final note, uh, she couldn't quite hit it. So she had to go behind a dressing screen and take off her bra to get that little bit of extra air in. And then she almost passed out when she hit it. <laughs> it's such a long note. Yep. Jesus. Again, yep. worth it, I and guess. We're still talking about spoiler, it today, like it 60 to years Tom later. Tom Jones, too. Yeah. To uh, well, that's coming up. We'll talk oh, about yeah. we'll talk about old Tommy Jones in just a second. Um, yeah. So what do you guys think of Goldfinger as a song? I feel like, honestly, I, I don't know, I feel like I wanted to have something more profound to say about it because it's the first, but I feel like it just kind of, it, it's so, ubiquitous is the wrong word, but it's just so established that uh, all I can think to say beyond that is that it sounds like something I would have laughed on, laughed at on Urban Dictionary when I was 17 years old, I guess. Um, I think this is fun. I mean, it's almost... It's almost like rating the dun 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 because like because like Goldfinger is like definitely the most famous Sean Connery one and he's probably the still the most famous and well respected Bond for some reason even though Roger Moore exists I don't probably until Daniel Craig and then you have like kind of a different just. There's like a shifting of tides, sort of. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so it's hard. It's 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 sort of like um, it's sort of like rating like going to your grandma's house on Thanksgiving. Like you're just like, yeah, I mean, it's great, surely. Bassy. <laughs> surely, Bassy. <laughs> literally. Uh, yes. Yeah, uh, uh, I do. I do like how this song is sounds sort of like. A woman is is in the bath is like in a bathroom, probably doing a little line of coke, <laughs> and she overhears just a little bit, just you a know, teeny, a little as smidge. a treat, <laughs> and she hears another woman be like, "Yeah, I'm dating this really nice guy now. Um, his name is Goldfinger," and she like fan kicks the door open <laughs> of the stall and is like, "Goldfinger," <laughs> and is like, "Is like, girl, stay away from him." It's funny that this is a song because like Jam- most songs in this list are about James Bond as the central man. This song is about, from a perspective of, I assume, an ex-girlfriend of Goldfinger (laughs) and, like, warning other ladies that he's not good. (laughs) Like, don't date this guy. Don't date him. Glass door review. Fan kick a door. Less than one star. Like, don't. And that that woman's name? Pussy Sufficient. (laughs) Pussy, Pussy Moderate. Pussy Moderate. A moderate amount of pussy. <laughs> Ooh. So uh, I also I also like so I think that this is a song. I'm again right into my category. I think this is a song about a woman, an ex, gossiping about the supervillains that she has dated. <laughs> and also, there's like a lot of things about. 
gold and jewelry and that kind of stuff in here. So I called this a sinister mister and material girl. Mm. Lovely. Very nice. Um, I picked up on uh, one of the recurring themes of all these, uh, well, themes. Uh, that a, is the point of the show. Indeed, indeed, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but there's sort of a recurring fixation with, uh, with like, commodities like gold um, and other precious objects. So I went with, as my category, and this is a kind of a weird one to pronounce, commodities. Oh! <laughs> which you can't, you gotta, you gotta, you don't... Yeah, don't you, you can mess that one up in a very vulgar way or in a lightly vulgar way, but I, I mean, yeah, yeah, but you didn't. I didn't. I've been practicing. Good. So good. Good. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelly. Uh, so you know when sometimes you just put in your placeholder, and then that placeholder is just, is just too perfect, and it just has to stay what it is, and that is what your uh, what your category has to be. Uh, that's what this happened. Uh, I categorized this as a banger. <laughs> it's a good song. <laughs> Sorry. Um, also, James Bond would love that category. I think it's Kelly. Yeah, you, that's a that's straight out the gate. Kelly, I, you I, if you <laughs> used yours, Andrew, the way I think you're going to use yours later, that's in the bag. Ooh, well, we'll see. I think, right, but we'll right. see. All right. Um, all right, moving swiftly along, like a clap of lightning, or maybe thunder. <laughs> maybe it's thunder. We've got Thunderball by Tom Jones. I love that that just starts off as the drunk version of Goldfinger. So Shirley Bassey sings it <laughs> like like a little later after yeah. she gets her back. Well, funnily enough, this song was not supposed to be. Oh, John, John Barry was like, I can work with gold fingers. I cannot work with Thunderballs. We're not going to sing about Thunderballs. That's insane. That's insane. <laughs> you can name your movie Thunderball. I'm going to write a cute little ditty called Mr. Kiss Bang, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which is what Italian audiences were calling James Bond. <laughs> sure. Definitely not dirtier than oh, yeah. Thunderball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, but like cuter for sure. And then he even went ahead and recorded the song with uh, Dionne Warwick and Shirley Bassey once again. Oh, man. And was like, this was like the plan. So two weeks out before the movie is going to open, like, like editing is done. The song is in. The movie studios were like, hey, uh, Barry, um, <clears throat> we couldn't help but notice that you didn't use the word Thunderball even <laughs> once in your, in your song, and your song is not called Thunderball, and we're very concerned because Goldfinger was such a hit. <laughs> and we are going to really insist that you insert the word Thunderball <laughs> into this song. Boy, did he. <laughs> and he was like... Yeah, so he was like, no, that cannot be done. What <laughs> like, I'm going to do... I'm going to hold you to your word. 
we got worse movies coming up. So he was just like, he just like wrote a bunch of stuff. And he told uh, NPR in, a, in an interview, I don't think anyone ever analyzed what the hell he was singing about, he being Tom Jones. And I still don't know what the song is about to this day. But we were given that problem, and we had to live with it. <laughs> so basically, they like just like wrote stuff, and then they were like, Tom Jones, just simper and ooze around with this song and make it work, which also caused him to almost faint on oh the final God. note. Yeah. One assumes because he refused to take off his girdle. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you gotta take off your girdle, guys. Gotta take off your girdle. I mean, I learned that lesson hard the first few episodes of this show. My lord, <laughs> could barely breathe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I do love, I love so much that, like, again, with the, the, the spirit of Goldfinger weighs heavy on this song, so much so that, like, I've always assumed, because, again, I don't know the plot of any specific James Bond movie, uh, that Thunderball was actually the villain of the film, uh, which not. is not the case. Thunderball is like, I, I don't honestly know what a Thunderball. Is. I'm looking it up right now. Um, but he sounds like an asshole. I guess whatever he's doing. Thunderball has the the thing I remember at Thunderball is that it is the one where Sean Connery wears um, a kicky little terry cloth jumpsuit short set like a like a like a, um, <laughs> a romper, um, and it's the one that has the. Uh, the uh, the warheads that are stolen on a submarine and also has the um, scene where he's like dangled over a pit with sharks with laser beams. Oh, classic. Yeah, I mean, it's great. Like, Wait, that actually happened? I th- I literally just thought that was uh, Austin Powers oh, making the, like, Nothing in Austin Powers up. is original. It's all just references to okay. James Bond was basically, and that's, James that's Bond barely a joke. Or, or, even more horrifyingly, there's oh, a yeah. spy series, which I actually prefer to James Bond because it's just the nonsense. <laughs> it's just the nonsense, and that's like my favorite part oh, anyway. Yeah. Um, with Dean Martin, what's that spy called? Mark something. Dean Martin spy movies. If you watch that, it's not like Austin Powers is not even parody. It's just, <laughs> it's just a shot for shot remake of those movies, <laughs> um, and it's ridiculous. Mark Mark Helm is the spy. I, I would recommend it. They're I forgot all ridi- about those movies. We have those ridiculous. DVDs. We should get into those. Speaking of series, I would do that. Let's do that. Let's yeah. let's do a James Bond night, but let's watch those movies instead. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, Thunderball, what is it? I'm looking too, and I honestly do not see where the titular Thunderball I mean, it honestly sounds like an old-timey slang for the clap or something like that. You know, it's one of those things where you're like, sure, oh, I can see why James Bond's singing about this. Let's just you know, imagine that's what it is. <laughs> it is yeah. an entire movie about James Bond trying to get rid of the clap before <laughs> antibiotics. <laughs> or because or he's too manly for antibiotics. Or something. Yeah, he's just, his balls are too big, can't handle it. My balls are thundering. Um, uh, there's I a limerick in there, limerick in there somewhere. Hey. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I don't know what Thunderball is either. <laughs> Neither did John Barry, so it's okay. Yeah, John Barry didn't know either. Um, and, and and I'm sure Tom Jones did not know. After that final night, he barely knew who he was, for God's sake. He probably didn't remember singing oh, the damn song. Oh, it's a military term. Oh. Operation was, Thunderball. And that's the that is the operation that that's in um, James Bond. But Thunderball is a military term by U.S. soldiers to describe the mushroom cloud seen during the testing of atomic bombs. Oh, hmm. that's not dark at all. Man, now that song is pretty. pretty Honestly, crazy, here's, here's also oh he God. strikes like a nuclear weapon. Um, it's Again, actually Thunderball it, sounds like an asshole. He strikes like a nuclear weapon. I thought it was a. I definitely oh. thought it was like a weather thing. 
Um, like St. Elmo's Fire. A ball thunderball. Lightning. <laughs> thunderball. The spy movie. <laughs> yeah, ball <laughs> lightning. <laughs> I, to be honest with you, I did think it was ball lightning. Yeah, if I was too. really being honest. Um, you thought somebody was jumping up in the air and their balls clapped together and it made <laughs> lightning. Come out of their ass. Yeah. Well, James Bond, famously from Madras. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know. Um, well, that's what I was from. I was like, this sounds familiar. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Limer- Limerick episode. Um, and, like, the main limerick that I know. Uh, Andrew, what's your category? My category. So my category takes a little bit of explaining. I apologize for that. Good. I'm glad um, I started with you. <laughs> so um, I think for me, the again, I, I'm not really recalling the plot. This sounds, I, I think my, my assumption proved true here, that, like, this sounds like it's describing something that isn't this movie that it is associated with. So, so the direction I took this was, you know, a lot. there was a lot of, like, spy media at the time. The James Bond came out, and a lot of sort of similarly iconic spy actors. My my actual favorite is uh, Patrick McGowan, who was uh, famous for the show The Prisoner, where he played a spy captured to a psychedelic island that you should watch. It's great. Um, I am a man, not, not a, a number. number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie is yeah, great. So Patrick I bet that would be fun to watch in the time of being oh, cooped I'm sure up. It's, yeah, it would be lovely. Um, anytime, really. But So <laughs> Patrick McGowan is the actor. Uh, because Thunderball is sort of a, a, a goofball, a goof thunderball term. I went with, uh, as my category, Patrick McGuffin. McGuffin I like McGuffin. it. It's a little bit weird. Yeah, but, I like yeah. it. I like it. I felt pretty good about it. All right. Uh, Kelly? Uh, could somebody please hand me a trowel because he is laying it on real thick. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Hand me a trowel. <laughs> he is. That's, that's very true. There is something about, like, nobody can simper quite mm. the way that Tom Jones does in this and, and in general. When you're a man who's famous general, for having yeah. ladies throw their underpants at you on stage, you just, you gotta simper. Yeah. Mm. So I focused in on the keyword problem. This has keyword problems. Thunderball had to be used, and that is a tough thing to do. So I called the S-E- oh no! <laughs> That's a nerdy joke, but I like it. <laughs> you think combining combining web web design and marketing with James Bond? I think it works. I love it. Um, well, I really, think Mary gets it. Yeah. Thank you. That's like Sorry. probably my favorite category nice, from nice. this list. So I'm relieved <laughs> that you enjoyed oh, it. No. All right. Oh, whew. Well, we're going to get a little bit of a palate cleanser because up next we have what is typically called the very best James Bond theme. You only live twice. from the James Bond movie uh, where he literally lives twice. He fakes his death and then is, come to find out, is alive and is hiding in like a remote and pastoral Japanese village and is in Yellowface. 
Cool, cool, cool. This is the cool. movie where in,、um, they give the line in Japan, men come first and women come second, which was, again, straight ripped off in Austin Powers, but made into a cum joke. Which it was implicitly, I think, perhaps. Yeah, it was always a cum joke.、Um, but I again, accidentally made this category amazing. Continue on. <laughs> You'll see in a minute. Oh, magical words. I also have a theory that I like the, the movies that have the worst, most derogatory, horrible plots. Are the ones that have the songs I like the best.、Mm, fair, huh, fair. Interesting. Like, I think there is a correlation there. I mean, it, it's, it's a pretty like, wide target to hit since most of the plots are, <laughs> like, to, certainly to modern sensibilities and even then pretty dicey. But, like, <laughs> it's hard to get dicier than Sean Connery and Yellowface. Like, that's really bad. And this is going to be a weird criticism, but, like, not even good Yellowface. If something could be exist, could, that could be a thing. I know it, it really couldn't, but, like, it's, it's just bad makeup work, really. That's just, that's just disappointing. It's like one step away from what Mickey Rooney is doing in Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> like it's like one degree back, and you know the only reason that is because Sean Connery is like, well, I have to look sexy. <laughs> like, did MI6 just、Scottish. not have a good like, makeup budget? For the, I don't know. No, they were racist. They didn't. They <laughs> like, were like, this is what Japanese people look like. They were like, slap like,、right? a bowl cut、yeah. wig on him and make him look terrible. Like, Ruff, this is Ruffle what they, top this too. This is yeah, what yeah, they yeah. look like. They're、it's, racist. That's why it looks、rough. bad. That is the my only. That's my only problem with the song is that there's you know I think you mentioned that、uh, at an earlier point that a lot of people、uh, reference these sort of Japanese influence of the song and that which I think is is minimal、uh, as you also mentioned at an earlier point.、Um, But it does make me unable to forget the fact that that is what is associated with. I can't like, get that out of my mind of him being like. Yeah. It's sort of.、Know. It has,、um, it has a Japanese flair the same way the music of South Pacific has Japanese flair to me. <laughs> like, it's not real. Like, there's no I have a- basis in reality there. It's total, like, you know, hokum.、Um, you know, it's kitsch, it's,、mm. it's absolute kitsch. I have a question. Yeah. Is this just Stockholm Syndrome and you just have to pick those songs you like the best to deal with the fact that that movie exists? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I, I can't tell you a single other thing about You Only Live Twice beyond that.、Um, I don't think it's, it was ever like, I think I may have seen it once.、Um, Unlike, well, you know, once in my, my first life anyway. But I think <laughs> what, what people like about this, I mean, this is the most covered James Bond song of all time. Um, and I think what people like about it is,、uh, first of all, Nancy Sinatra kicks butt on this.、Mm-hmm. Very, very good.、Yes. And it's beautiful and it has like a haunting quality. Did either of you watch the music video? Sure did. Yep.、Oh, yeah. Whoa. Speaking, of, speaking of haunting, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's like, it has like a. It has like a、um, It definitely, definitely has like a fatalistic quality to it. And I think it's the first one that's not just like, like Tom Jones is just like, James Bond, what a baller. <laughs> yeah, thunder baller. <laughs> And then,、uh, you know, Goldfinger is not about James Bond at all. So that's kind of exempt. So this is the first one that I think suggests that James Bond might have depth to him, <laughs> that there's like some existential dread. In this character, and、mm-hmm. I think that's why people like it. it. It can be applied, and I don't really know if James Bond, I, probably in Ian Fleming's actual novels, because they're very oh, dark. Oh, yeah, and, and far better in many cases than the movies. We only know, we, well, we'll talk about when we hit Octopussy, but、mm-hmm. it's the only one I've ever had any experience with. But,、um, but like, I mean, like, usually, I mean, like, it's certainly Sean Connery, like, he does not have any vulnerability. He's like a, he's like a very like, alpha male character. 
Um, and I think the song like makes him better than he has any right to be. And I think right. that's why people like it. And you can apply it to a lot of different, um, you know, different characters and, and have it. It's a universal feel. Well, you I put guess. it in Mad Men. It's great. It's so good in Mad Men. Yeah. The use of it in Would Mad I... Men is amazing. <laughs> have you seen Mad Men, Kelly? Quick sidebar. No, but it is on my list for this quarantine. That's a very good. Oh, I'm so jealous you get to watch <laughs> Gracie it. Gracie sounds the first pissed time. about that too. I get but it. Yeah, though. Gracie is like very into Mad Men. She's, yeah. She really wants to watch it. Uh, yeah. What I do want to talk about is what Nancy Sinatra was wearing in that music video. Yes, tell us to Which is truly amazing 60s fashion. She was wearing a bubblegum pink hat with a matching turtleneck and a matching umbrella. And all of that was under a bright orange coat. It's awesome. Mm. It is perfect. If I could own that outfit, I would. Uh, yeah, it's, I love it. Um, so the, the music video is her wandering through sort of like um, a very... First season of Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> is like wandering through like a very modern city that's entirely populated by mannequins. It's it's creepy, but it's beautiful. It reminds me of, um, and the color palette is like bright pastels. It appeals mm-hmm. to our sensibilities. Like that's very yes. in style right now. Um, but it reminds me of uh, the movie Umbrellas of Shaborg. Like that, that looks like that. Um, I wonder if they came out around the same time. But it's cool. It's a cool, uh, it's a cool song. It's a cool music video. Um, it's way better than anything else related to You Only Live Twice. Yes. Hallie, do you want to lead us off with your amazing, unintentionally, but now totally amazing category? Yes. Uh, there are a few of these songs that are full-on product of their times, and I think this is one of them. Mm-hmm. I think listening to this song, it puts you in a certain time frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, s- so it's called Mickey Rooney playing an Asian person, and that's okay. Product of its time. <laughs> I don't even know why we're gonna bother. To be yeah, honest, no, that's no, the it's just what it was called. But well, I'll 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 take it. So um, I thought that this was uh, kind of weirdly. I feel like the the tone of it and the message of it is actually very modern. Um, so I called this postmodern love colon. Ex essential girlfriends. Mm. Beautiful. Yes, um, because this song, I think, really my only comment on this song is that it's 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 so superior to the th- the media that it is associated with, excluding the music video, of course. Um, that it really it's it's not. I don't think of this as a James Bond theme song because it is such a strong song unto itself. Uh, so I went with not James Bond, but James Unbound. Oh. No. But Kelly wins. But Kelly wins. I mean, yeah, like yeah. There, that's a yeah, poor that's, guy. We, we knew that coming into it. It was an accident. I had no idea what this book, what this movie was about. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, Thank you. You, you figured it out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, and I think that the sentiment is very modern, but I think the sound is very yeah, no, totally not modern. Uh, oh, agree, yeah. agree. That is yeah. what I was going yeah. with. It's a it's a weird love song. It sounds like it's time, but the the content of it is not is not. Yeah. Yes. Um. All right. Now we're coming up to uh, We Have All the Time in the World, Louis Armstrong. We have all the time in the world Time enough for life to unfold All the precious things love has in store we have all the love.
You need all the time in the world to listen to that song. Respect. <laughs> Louis Armstrong, like James Judy Dench, I'm already rising to my feet and clapping. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, yes, but like, them. this is a dog. Mm. <laughs> I do not like this song. Which, to be fair, that's not, a, that's not you know, this is the... The only James Bond movie featuring the actor George Lazenby as James Bond, and it's it's awful. I think I only remember. I know what this one is about, and the song makes more sense once you know yeah. what it's about. Um, this is the James Bond where he gets married to Emma Peel. Oh yeah, yeah. I actually kind of like this one. There's like it opens with like skiing. It's kind of fun. This is the one where um, the guy gets falls into like a, a snowplow and gets shredded to bits very viscerally, shockingly yes. viscerally because you know snow. Before Fargo, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and blood shoots everywhere. Yeah. Um, but Emma Peel is a delight. I I'm a big the original The Avengers fan, so I think it makes absolute sense that if Bond was going to put a ring. On anybody, it, it is a pity that, like, again, the only Bond, like, that's really, again, if they'd only waited till the next one, Roger Moore could have married Emma Peel. No, nope, the next one is is uh, is it Sean Connery? Oh, Diamonds yeah. are forever. They'd waited Sean two Connery. movies. <laughs> Did you, yeah, I mean, like, no, Emma Peel is not going to marry Roger Moore. That's insane. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's sort of insane that she marries. George Lassby, but there yeah. you go. At least he has some, like, kind of polished. I, I do love this. There's a certain delightful irony of, of the, the song, We Have All the Time in the World for the Only One-Off Bond. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, just, like, dig it, George. That's, like, get into it's, it. Have fun. But it's, the ironic, the, uh, the irony of it is canon because that, so the, the storyline of this is Bond, like, made some appeal. <clears throat> They fall in love. At the very, very end, they get married, and you see them, like, driving away to go to their honeymoon, and he and she says something like, I, I don't know, but, like, it's something like, oh, we better hurry if we're going to, you know, miss rush hour traffic or something. And he says, oh, darling, we have all the time in the world. And then she dies horribly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And that is <laughs> from the book. So it's supposed to be ironic and sad. Um, but this song just... I, uh, you know who disagrees with me about this song? John, our good old friend John Barry. This is one of his favorite compositions that he put together. I think it's ultimately that Louis Armstrong is famously like a delight to work with, mm -hmm. and also like rising to my feet and clapping. Like you know, uh, it does make me think. Yes, yeah, so again, like you know, my initial reaction to the Thunderbolt thing was like, of course, somebody telling the creative guy what to do. Maybe that was a good thing. Maybe like that's what they should have done more often because this is this is this is a terrible song. Yeah. Why, why don't you? I find it ponderous and like. Well, I mean, just I mean, it doesn't help that it was preceded by "You Only Live Twice." Like, how do you follow that up with with like? I mean, you know, I, not everything can be perfect. I get it, especially you know following a, a, such a fantastic piece, but, like, good Lord. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe the idea of an action movie was kind of a, maybe, like, a new idea, and they were like, yeah, it can be like kind of low energy, you know? It's more of a conceptual. <laughs> it's not, like, it doesn't have to be punchy. It can just be sort of, you know, uh, drawn out a little bit, and that's fine. Yeah. What I mean, so I get the sense you also don't care for this, Kelly. Oh, no. I mean, again, Louis Armstrong, great, sure. Uh... God, this is a boring song. <laughs> yeah. Like, it is just, it's forever long. And I know it's supposed to be ironic, but I don't care. I mean, you know, props <laughs> for singing to the theme. Really good. I, like, if we have all the time in the world, uh, 20 minutes I don't know if later. the song itself, like, the line is ironic, 
But yes. like, I think that this is supposed to make you sad. Mm. It has a melancholy <laughs> and a bittersweetness to it for sure. But like, it's just a it's trudge. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'll lead off with my category. Uh, I think that it sounds like something Randy Newman would <laughs> sing, and that's never a compliment coming <laughs> it's from me. Something Randy Newman would sing and be like, "Oh no, I." I mm. Yeah. Um, and so I gave this, this is my only one off uh, for this, and it's Lost on the Way to a Nancy Myers movie. If this was oh. playing over the opening credits of Father of the Bride, I'd be like, <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. Uh, I need to immediately break in with something. Uh, in 2005, a BBC survey found that it was the third most popular love song played at weddings. <laughs> What? <laughs> Case in what point, kind of shitty weddings Wait, what, are happening what, in the UK. What time did it, what year did that happen? 2005. Oh, okay. Case in point, I think that that means that I won this category, but please carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, this is like sappy, sentimental drippiness. And I, I don't don't necessarily feel that way about all Nancy Myers movies, but I do feel that way about all Nancy Myers opening theme songs. Mm, okay. Uh, I went with this is this is not a clever category, but I think it's appropriate, and it has you know potentially funny funny use later. Uh, just Lazen B Lister. <laughs> okay, that's very funny. <laughs> because of George and also the B Lister song. Yeah, fair, yeah. fair, fair. Uh, so when we got to this, all I could think was, and now for something completely different. <laughs> uh, so it's called. So this category is called Scuba to Dinner Coat. Oh, <laughs> which nice. I know is a Bond thing, but also because scuba uh, to dinner coat. Uh. Any in in Monty Python, it's always that like continuity announcer who's sitting in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> announcing crazy things, saying, "And now for something completely different." Yeah, fair, fair. fair. There you go. <laughs> fair. I'm stumbling for my category. What was yeah, it again? I think Mary has to uh, lost in the way to a Nancy Myers. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, moving right along. Our girl Shirley, she's back, baby. Shirley Baxi, whoa. (laughs) And I'm sure all of our listeners are saying, Shirley, this is Shirley's last song. No, it's not. Sure not. Strap in for Diamonds Are Forever. It's good. So this, she's she's playing the same character from Goldfinger, right? Yeah. Ex, yeah. yeah she's just no, like no. this is just a different still fan hung kick. Up, yeah. Actually, <laughs> this is not a fan kick. This is her now like wearing um, a Malibu feather trimmed like chiffon robe in her own house and being like, I'm disgustingly rich. Why would I ever care about Dick? Um, <laughs> I'm a bit well, undressing. It's, it's a feminist though. anthem. She killed. Mm. She killed her husband, and now she has money. And now so she's, now she's un- like everybody else. Please don't work. Don't yeah. fuck around with that. 
It yep. feels like diamonds are a girl's best friend a little bit more grown up and private to oneself. <laughs> yes. Amusing, yeah. like, that woman plus 20 years, and, like, now she doesn't have to, like, announce it to the world. Diamonds! Like, she doesn't have to do that. She's yeah. just, like, kind of murmuring this to herself as she wanders around her beautiful <laughs> estate. Oh, diamonds are forever. Cat. Diamonds yeah. are forever. Yeah. <laughs> Diamonds are forever. <laughs> Diamonds I, so, are forever. I do love the line about undressing a diamond because <laughs> they're way too hard to take. Or, or, or rather, like, are you just, do you have so many you're just putting them in play clothes now? Do you have like a, sort of a diamond cannon Barbie situation? Diamonds are my only friends. Yeah. <laughs> That's sadly not an original joke of mine. I have to give credit where credit's due. That's uh, very, uh, very Mary-Kate. Oh, nice. Um, I I do love, I, um, I do love that now it's like clearly the 70s. Yeah. Like they were, Hello. they were like, yep. we're just gonna, we're gonna mix things up. New, new decade, new tone, same singer. Um, Shirley Bassey is like the sort of uh, baby New Year and Father Time <laughs> in one person for the for these it's decades. A, a very so. elderly <laughs> baby, a jaded baby, <laughs> an old, an old wealthy baby who's just chewing on diamonds. Pleasing yourself with diamonds. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that line. I think that this is the least horny of all James Bond songs. It's not about any sexual... Pr- it's, if anything, it's just like, sexual prowess, who needs it? I'm rich. Yeah, It's also not about James Bond, I feel like, either. No, it's, just it's like... about the concept of diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> Feminist anthem. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's also just like very, very much just like a fact-based song. You're like, diamonds... Yeah, forever. Did K like did K Jewelers write this song? Is there like a South African <laughs> mining conglomerate behind this movie well, making this happen? I mean, Diamonds Are Forever. How, how much how much blood is on the hands of this song? Well, Diamonds Are Forever wonder. was invented by De Beers. Oh, De Beers, De Beers, not K K Jeweler. <laughs> yeah. Did Jerry? Did, did Jared? Every kiss does not begin. I'm sorry. Song? I'm sorry to tell you that there is no James Bond called Every Kiss Begins with K. <laughs> I don't think it would land quite the same way. Uh, so, a, a, a regular producer of James Bond films, Harry Saltzman. So he makes James Bond films. So I would like, like to point out. Producers to you. are Saltzman and Broccoli. <laughs> yeah, so far names. it's great. Hey, Cubby Broccoli. Cubby Broccoli. Cubby Broccoli. I'm sad there's no cheddar because then you get a nice little, oh, you know, appetizer. Yeah. Um, Saltzman uh, heard this song and immediately contacted Barry and was like. Hey, this song is objectionable and too sexy. This is too sexual of a song. He didn't like the fact that Bassey says that diamonds stimulate and tease me. This is a man who makes James Bond movies. Well, here's the thing. This is about women's pleasure. That's why he hated it. Fair. Yeah, that's that tracks, actually. Yeah. It's so, it blows my mind. Mm. <laughs> this is like, I'm like, dude, like, what is happening? S- salts. Harry Saltz, Saltz, pull it together, all right? Yeah. Ladies can have fun, too, with their with ill or, or or healthily gotten diamond gains. Well, in the spirit of Saltzman, uh, Andrew, would you like to go first? <laughs> would the man like to go first? As a Saltzman, <laughs> I would like to begin, yes. Just in honor of him. Um, because, this has been obvious, but again, I went with uh, Kamada Ditties, because this is another, like, diamonds. Yeah. Diamonds is the song. Um, yeah. There, there's a sort of underlying current of materialism throughout these films, which makes sense. I mean, I guess, like, again, like these villains are stealing things for money. Money is power. Um, and James Bond needs to get his D wet in the process of fixing it. So, um, but it is amazing how like a lot of this is just like let's just manipulate the stock market. <laughs> I don't know what the plot. I think this is 
actually do with like lasers and shit. So no, I, I can tell you what there. Diamonds Are Forever is about. Oh, I should have yeah. I should have done that before we got into categories. Sorry, hmm. Andrew. Um, Diamonds Apology Are accepted. Forever sticks in my mind as being so. George Lazenby made you. Um, we have all the time in the world. That's not what it's called. Oh, um, Honor yeah. Majesty's Secret Service. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And. People were like, boo! And then Sean Connery was like, I guess I'll come back and make him an enormous amount of money to do this. So he's back. Um, And this is the one um, where you have the gay... uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Mr. Wint and Mr. Kid are uh, diamond smugglers. And they're like... A weird, offensive, like cross between a stereotype of people who have Aspergers and people who are gay. <laughs> it's interesting, really bizarre. Um, and I think this is the one with Bambi and Thumper. Oh, this is when they started having. I mean, that's terrible. This is when they started having a little bit of fun with James Bond. They're like, let's just make him a little bit wacky. I'm actually it, not sure if this is Bambi. And I think it. I think it is. Um, I think that's the same movie. Because this is the one. I don't know why I know this. With uh, Jill St. John as the Bond girl, and I don't know why I know that or why that reminds me that Bambi and Thumper are in this movie. The brain. Yes, Bambi- Jill St. John is Tiffany movie. Case. Yeah, yeah, get it. Get it. <laughs> Tiffany Case is in the Diamond one. That's the. That's you know. That's the most wholesome woman's name in a Bond movie. I think. Um, there's also a woman in this movie named Plenty O'Toole. That's yeah. That. <laughs> I thought that was a Roger Moore movie, Joe, because no. I know I know he responds by saying, "Oh, it must have been your father's name." I think that I think that uh, Sean Connery just said, "Yeah, this is the one with Bambi and Thumper." Um, Bambi and Thumper uh, Kelly are two uh, gymnast assassins, um, as they you would be, yes, yeah. mm-hmm. who do a lot of moves where they put Sean Connery's head between their legs, <laughs> um, as you do. Oh, we were just talking about that Instagram, I mean, you know, Instagram, when, yes. So yeah, when Simone Biles, you know, when her career as a gymnast runs out, assassin. There you go. She's already got interna- her international connections. Career will never run out. True. How true. dare you, Carrie Shrug? <laughs> what are you doing? Killing people? Shrug? Shrug? That's shrug. my only yeah, complaint shrug. with the latest season of Nailed It. Why did you not get Simone to come on to the Olympic themed oh, episode? Yeah. That is very true. Kelly, what's your category? Uh, I called this a one hand wonder because it has a good hook. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good category. And I'm making a hook with my finger. Mm-hmm. I, oh. I can't see I can, it. I could like, I could like sense it with my mind. Nice, nice. nice. Um, I'm not by you. I mean, mm. it's not just that it's also Shirley Bassey, but clearly this is the same woman from Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the fan kicker. So once again, Sinister Misters and Material Girls is my category. Um, I feel like it's Andrew. Oh, commodities. I think so. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it is like the most. It's the most of that. Yeah. That's yes. ever been. I mean, there's not like a James Bond movie about like orange prices <laughs> or, you know, like you know, pork bellies, pork bellies. <laughs> yeah. um, that's the one. Mo- I mean, the movie James I Bond's see. definitely <laughs> pork some bellies. <laughs> oh, oh uh, thank you. Sometimes the lowest hanging fruit is the sweetest. I love it. <laughs> Mary's putting down her microphone and going upstairs. She's just, just like, done. I'm done. Yeah. Thank it's you. Like, I'm done recording. Goodbye. I Goodbye. just want to rip my rip the plug from the soundboard and go upstairs. Like, tear your iPad in half. <laughs> like done. Don't even need this anymore. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Oh man. All right. Next up, we have the other thing that uh, the other song that makes people uh, rise to their feet and clap. It's "Live and Let Die." by Paul McCartney and Wings. Live and let die. Live and let 
so good. Oh my god. You guys, I have a question for you. Yes. Ask away. Am I fucking dumb? How did I not know that this was a Bond song? Because <laughs> I had no idea. Well, none, Kelly, you've never seen a James whatsoever. Bond movie. Um, because it's too good. It's like this is it, it. This is to me, I think the the everything about. Okay, so I've got like a lot of thoughts and feelings all of a sudden. Ah. Um, <laughs> it's because it's a good one. I, it's so good, and you it's care inspiring. about this more than probably anyone else on this conversation. Oh, absolutely, uh, and in in most social settings. So I feel like. I, I've been making a lot of Roger Moore jokes. I genuinely think Roger Moore is the best James Bond. He's this my personal favorite. This is his, this is his first. first movie. And let's let's take it as an assumption that every James Bond movie is on some level problematic. So liking them is problematic. This we're just one, like though. we're just gonna we're just gonna go with that and say it's okay. We're not gonna judge. <laughs> this might be my favorite James Bond movie. Um, wow! Uh, wow! 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 And, um, I, and like not because of the plot. Because that's not great, but because like this is just like when it it's actually I think to be totally blunt enjoyable to watch James Bond movies. The previous ones they're just a bit of a slog. Like I, I'm just I'm perking up just thinking about it. I'm like oh it's so weird and like there's a villain with a claw and that's that's certainly ableist in a lot of ways. It's time <laughs> there's for a lot me of black now. People. It's a racist to remind um, the audience that this is the black exploitation James yes. Bond. Yes, <laughs> this one like let's just play with genre. Which which genre should we pick? Black exploitation. That won't be bothersome or it problematic in any way at all. It was wildly popular at the time, but it's also very bad. I think um, we also have to conv- a lot of that. I mean, like, you know, there's there's a lot of. I'm not going to be a James Bond apologist at all, but I do think that this is like, it's punchier. I think and that's. I'm going to tell gonna you. Say. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you two thorns in a rose about okay. this movie <laughs> right now. Okay. <laughs> Number one, and I think I've already done it. It's a black exploitation one, mm-hmm, and. Yeah. There are like there are like pimps, and it's like there are parts of it takes place in the backwoods south. Oh, also and Harlem, Harlem, and it's 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 very uncomfortable to watch at times. Yeah, yeah. My other least favorite thing about it is James Seymour. Jane Seymour is a beautiful tarot card reader named Solitaire who. Bond takes her virginity and therefore she loses her clairvoyance. <laughs> <laughs> See again, that's bad. But but wouldn't you rather watch that movie than Goldfinger? Yeah, no, I like Goldfinger a lot. But yeah, okay. no, I mean like if I, mm, but no, 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 I would rather watch this than just like any of the randos for sure. This is the Rose. At one point in this movie, Roger Moore escapes the people who are trying to kill him by running across alligators while wearing alligator shoes. <laughs> and that is that truly like if I if I were to Ugh. think about this movie that is the that is the central clip that would be that would be a set a, a starring clip in my supercut of James Bond movies because that's a great moment. Roger Moore is the best Bond and Paul McCartney is the best Beatle just saying it. And it's a bit of an obvious seems like an obvious choice but he is the one this is another rant. Paul McCartney was the only Beatle who, well, he and Ringo Starr, who didn't get sanctimonious with their Beatleness. He's just like, I'm just going to be goofy with it. They're yeah, some great Ring- songs. Ringo Starr is my favorite. Ringo Starr is probably the best, but like, you know, Paul McCartney wrote Temporary Secretary, which is a weird jam, and I love it. And also this song, which is fantastic. I wouldn't pay money to see Ringo Starr play music. No, I would no. pay money to hear Ringo Starr have like a fireside chat. I'd let though. Ringo Starr buy me a beer. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. I'd buy a beer for I'd let Ringo him, Starr. I'd let him spend money on me. 
Because uh, he's got okay. it. He doesn't he, need to save it. He doesn't need he's, my money. Yeah. What is he going to um, do? But no, I would love to hear him talk about, you know, making the point and things like that. Like, I would prefer to do that, but oh, yeah. um, his... but no, I would not pay to listen to him drum. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, this is like, I, I love this song so much because it's such a it's such a pop music flex. It's like a pop song. You're like, oh, here we go. Let's just like bring in the orchestra and like make it so like complex and like bizarre and kind of jarring and awesome. Um, it's still so great, yeah. Also, what's great about not to not to deviate too far from the song to the movie, which we already discussed, is problematic. What's great about the movie is that it, it proves that there's magic in the James Bond universe. Yes, it does. <laughs> magic is real. Yes, it does. Um, which is great. Can I? Can we bring it back to Paul McCartney for yeah. one second? This yes, is technically really is he, is the, he is the main focus, strictly speaking. Yes, he's really the only person we should be talking yeah, about. Yeah. Honestly, well, he, and, so and Linda we, McCartney. Uh, we can talk about Linda McCartney. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, as previously stated, Mary and I went to go see Paul McCartney together with my mom, uh, because that's what you do with 70-year-old women, is take them to see Paul McCartney. <laughs> it was very nice. Uh, it was great. Um, so, first of all, I want to say that the number one thing that we spent a lot of time watching was to see if Paul McCartney went and used the porta potty that was on stage because we could see backstage. <laughs> yeah, we were like had a side view so we could like we had like a, a direct eye line to the band's porta potty. He didn't once. He did not once get off that fucking stage. And let me tell you, I started I watched like him perform this live in the 70s exactly the same. Huh. Veganism apparently. Interesting. Keeps you, he's, uh, keeps you healthy. He's huh. really spry. He's really spry. He's incredible. Like, yeah, I mean, we saw uh, Billy Joel the same year, and it was like, it was a real dad year for Billy Joel had to have a talent show for his roadies because he was too tired to sing the entire time. Which I get. I want to sit down too. <laughs> I feel him. I understand. Um. He sat down the entire time. Sitting down while playing a piano <laughs> is different. But wouldn't it have been cooler? Wouldn't it have been cooler if he stood up? That's all I'm saying. And it was swinging around too. He did stand up for he did stand up for some of the numbers, uh, and it was it was okay. Mm. It was all right. Um, yeah. Uh, so I have some factoids about this. Um, Paul McCartney, so you can t- definitely separate the artists from the chaff if they read the novel to understand what they need to sing about. And Paul McCartney oh, is no. one of them. Uh, Paul McCartney, why? This, no, this, this novel is actually like, Paul, I remember this, I actually read this novel. I remember it being really good when I was in college, but that was a while ago. Pa- so uh, Paul McCartney was, um, was provided with a copy of this novel, um, and this is his thoughts. I read it, and I thought it was pretty good. That afternoon, I wrote a song and went in the next week, and then I just did it. It was a work job for me, in a way, because writing songs around a title like this is not the easiest thing to do. Okay, Paul. (laughs) Um, The other fact I have is that in the mid-'80s, Weird Al Yankovic uh, (laughs) was at the height of his—well, maybe not the height of his power, but he was, like, approaching the height of his power. And Paul McCartney reached out to him and was like— well, yo, I'm pretty important. When are you going to do a parody of one of my songs? Whoa. So Weird Al thought about it for a decade, almost. Two years short, eight years. And finally reached out to Paul and was like, hey, can I do a parody of Live and Let Die and call it Chicken Pot Pie? (laughs) And Paul McCartney was like, no. And denied him because... 
Paul McCartney is a vegan and didn't oh. want any of his work to promote the consumption of meat. Wow. And Weird Al was like, fair enough. But sometimes, <laughs> sometimes he sings a couple of bars at it if he, when he's doing a food melody. Um, not so much anymore, but he will occasionally do it. Um, They've used Revolution at Nike commercials. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> so dumb. But it's only because Michael Jackson uh, outbid him, know. you know, this whole thing. Um, pretty wild. Pretty wild stuff. Guys. Kelly. This is a banger. Yeah. It's a banger. It is. Yeah. It's a banger. It's very good. <laughs> Andrew? Uh, because this is, again, as Kelly pointed out, a song that has transcended it being a theme song. I went with James Unbound from nice. the movie. So go with me here. <laughs> we just came from Diamonds Are Forever, and now it is two years in the future, in the past, and Paul McCartney puts out this song. <laughs> that is a it's really bass. He's like, Fuck. that's a wild jump stylistically, um, technically, taste wise, like just in every sense of the word. Like, it's crazy you, that these things are two years apart when you compare in it time. So, we have all the time in the world. Jesus, it's oh. a whole new universe. Yeah. Well, that's because good. it has pep to it. That's four years in the past. Yeah. yeah, like, this is crazy. So, what this reminded me of is nothing so much as in the 90s there was a reboot of this of the tv show living in the land of the lost and in the opening crawl where they explain what happens they talk about how this family loads themselves into a jeep wrangler and are driving somewhere and suddenly the earth opens up and I always thought it looked like a graham cracker being cracked in half. <laughs> it, it might have been. It probably was. Yeah. Opens up, swallowing up their car and dropping them suddenly in a totally different time period where they have moons, d- double moons, and uh, dinosaurs. And I think that happened, except it took us into the future. So I call this <laughs> singing in the land of the lost. <laughs> because God this damn. is wild. God you damn. have fallen through a crack in the earth and you are somewhere different from where you were previously with Diamonds Are Forever. This is insane. It's an insane jump. We've gone from lasers to magic. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And fire if you go to Paul McCartney concert. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I think you win. Thank you. I think she Clearly. wins. Clearly. Yeah. Um, and I congratulate you. It was great. Thank that you. was a journey. I appreciate it being taken Thank on you. it. All right. <laughs> um, had a little giggle there. As with so many things, <laughs> typically um, people who have to follow something so great uh, get a little bit of the flops. <laughs> and um, we have one of those. And not just because it's about Roger Moore's penis. It's The oh. Man with the Golden Gun <laughs> by Lulu. song is kind of fun <laughs> it's, it's obviously not fine art but it's it's like it's certainly fun it's fun it's, 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 i like it it's only crime is following up one of the most iconic pop songs of all time which it I could mean, never yeah. do which it could yeah. never do um 
Lulu didn't know. But I mean, she this, did. This was done after the song was no doubt very but this popular. Is typically considered the worst James Bond theme song. <laughs> that's, and I, that's a lie. I have to that's tell you lie. that that's untrue. <laughs> oh, give it ten years. We're gonna go to some crazy directions. We're gonna go some really oh bad places. God. Maybe of this list, but I don't even think so. I would rather listen to this than some of the ones we have coming. No, we've already heard. We all have all the time in the world. Sorry, Louie. It's terrible. <laughs> also, yeah, I would rather. I would definitely rather listen to this than that. I also kind of feel like, you know how sometimes you don't want to admit that you're being truly seen by someone? I feel like Lulu truly saw James Bond. They were like, it's Roger Moore. We're just going to write a song. About his penis, and it's really funny, <laughs> and that's what it's gonna be. It's got kind of a bumbling to like do 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 do. do. It's yeah, great. and it has yeah. like kind of like this. Yeah, like I mean, you can kind of like see a woman like smacking gum and like swinging like a pocketbook <laughs> to this song, and I think it's fun. I like it. It's- I like th- I like the woman. Who thought of this song? Like, this is funny. It's I, pretty funny. It's also the first one to actually explicitly name check James Bond too, which yeah. is kind of cool. It's like it's like they're, they're like we, yeah it's definitely it's definitely James Bond. We're not gonna like it is it's the antithesis of the of uh, Live and Let Die in that it is absolutely a James Bond theme song, no question, no doubt. What's funny is uh, the other option was a song that Alice Cooper wrote, also <laughs> called The Man with the Golden Gun, because that is in fact the title of this movie. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, the film producers were like, "Nope, we're going with Lulu." And if you listen <laughs> to that song, I'll be honest with you, they made the right call. Oh, fair. Um, but John Barry hates this song. He says it never really happened for him, quote unquote. <laughs> wow, John. Um, and he he thought it was crap. I I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> I kind of enjoy it because <laughs> especially if you read the lyrics, um, if you allow me to do a recitation of some of the Please. lyrics, and I think you'll find it reads like a mega horny Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <clears throat> His eyes may be on you or me. Who will he bang? We shall see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> that's like, that's like, that's like a, like a middle school poem, but like transcendent. That's like, yeah. somebody, that's like somebody parodying a middle school poem who's actually had sex. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> who will he bang? Hmm. I also think it's. Can we get in categories? I have. Sure, I yeah. don't want to tell you what Man with the Golden Gun's about because it's not interesting. Fair. <laughs> um, I mean, it's the only thing I can remember about it is that there is a um, a little person henchman named Knickknack, and sure. uh, and the bad guy in this has a golden gun and sends James Bond a bullet with his initials carved into it, being like, "This is for you, Bond." He had. You forgot that he had with a James Bond's <laughs> initials or um, double oh seven. His initials. his number. Okay. His number. Yeah. Well, Nick Nick had a had a sidekick named Paddywhack, but he was very limited in his scope. He just killed Irish people. Yeah. Irishmen. That's a. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Wait, Good what? job. Racism. It's racism against my people, Andrew. Sorry, it's one of my favorite things to joke about, apparently. I don't know why that comes up. Yeah. Also, against your people, you are Irish well, as well. Well, my mother's Andrew. Irish, you know. <laughs> that also means Irish you. on my mother's side. Only on my mother's side. I'm not just Irish. Um, that's I'm not either. <laughs> also German. I just well. look like it. <laughs> yeah, you do. If I were to guess, yeah. I'd say 100% uh, Irish. I mean, you're not a redhead, so. Yeah. No. Um, 
you just hear I do think it's funny that you well no I've gotten used to your speak your cadence of your voice I hear you now but like man the first couple years I'm like this girl yikes get her a shillelagh already am I right holy christ whoa uh Roger Moore shillelagh oh his golden shillelagh his golden shillelagh um I think it's funny, Kelly, that you did a uh, Monty Python category, because this is my Monty Python <laughs> category. Excellent. Um, recall that in Italy, they called him Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. <laughs> I don't. I think that's a bit a bit uh, classy for what this song is about. And I think that instead, uh, Roger Moore could better be described as Mr. Wink Wink Nudge Nudge Say No More Say No More. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh Mary, it's funny that this is your Monty Python reference because this is my second British television oh. reference. This is not a Bondy song to me, so I called it Bean, Mr. Bean. Oh, nice. <laughs> also good, also nice. good. Because it's, it's, it is a good song, I will agree with you, but it's not a Bond song. It's, it lacks some of the slinkiness that usually they do. Yeah. Yes. This is not as clever as your guys, but I'm with Commodity Diddies again because of the Golden Gun thing. It's a little bit, it's a bit of a stretch, but, you know, yeah. I think Mary gets it because she's right. It is a horny Dr. Seuss. That's true. Mr. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more, say no more. It's a horny Dr. Seuss. Jesus Christ. Um, Okay. Uh, Which, let's be real. Who doesn't want that? All right. I haven't seen the Cat in the Hat movie with Mike Myers, but apparently, like, not a lot of people want that, it turns out. (laughs) Um, Rounding out the final well-thought-of song on our list, (laughs) we have Nobody Does It Better by Carly Simon. Good, it's guys. so good. <laughs> it's good. It's so good. Do you not like guys. it, Kelly? Do you like it? Am I dumb? <laughs> no. How did I not know? <laughs> no, this is a great song. This is a James I, Bond hey, song. Kelly, I didn't know either. Uh, which, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like, because now we're at the point where they're finally just like not going theme song named after the movie. I guess technically we all have all, we have all the time in the world was the first one, puke. But this one finally came along and they're like, yeah, well, we don't have to always name them the same thing for, you know, but like most of them, yes, but this one, no, and it's awesome. You just have to have a little name drop in it and then you're done. Yeah, um, but, but it's if you're not listening to the lyrics, you're going to miss that. And if you did, you're like, oh, yeah. Carly but it's Simon clever, but she does something clever with it. Like every other time that they've kind of jammed it, like The Spy Who Loved Me is a tough thing. Like if you wrote yeah. a song called The Spy Who Loved Me, it would be redonk, right? But yes. having the thing like the spy who loved me, keeping all my secrets safe tonight—that's like that's poetry and that's, pretty yeah. and cool and clever, yes. and you like it. It just blends into the background of a good Carl Simon song. <sighs> yeah, you know what I mean, like it's it's 
Carly Simon. Yeah, how dare you think I don't like Carly Controversial Simon. Controversial opinion. I, got very, I was Phenomenal. so nervous. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's so great. I don't know. Like, I, I think, you know, I had this conversation, uh, like, earlier this week, Mary, that, like, sometimes she kind of gets overshadowed by Carol King, which I understand. Um, similar voices. Similar voices. Similar uh, time. Phenomenal female singers, songwriters. Um, but she deserves a lot of credit. She's so good. Like, Carly Simon's amazing. If nothing, if nothing else, she wrote a song that <laughs> shaded both Nick J- Mick Jagger and... And James Taylor, which is a hilarious nice. combo of people, and made so much money Good for you <laughs> to have to tell one person who it's about, and then make them sign an NDA. Oh my God, that's amazing! That's which happened. She sold it for charity, <laughs> and then made them sign an NDA, so we never will know. Yeah, nice. Good Carly, for her. You, everything you do is poetry. Though, she also so. she also like knows that it's better if we don't know. Like we'll keep yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah. If we knew, we just be like oh. But it's better that we don't know. Um, she, yes, it's so good. I also I usually hate the like misheard lyrics, but I did really think that um, wife of a close one was wife of a postman for a really oh. long time, and I was like, it makes sense. They're gone during the day. A post postal workers. Sure. Here's a big shock. I thought that until a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That's okay. how you know we're family. Hey, it's like how I thought um, in in the song Respect by Aretha Franklin, she was saying, I know Julia Roberts, not I ain't going to do you wrong. And I even as child was like, that doesn't line a up. wild. <laughs> that would be like a time traveler situation. Is, is wild. Um, I remember uh, my mom and I were driving somewhere and listening to Your Sovain, and we were singing along, and I like really belted, wife of a postman. And my mom like... <laughs> Maybe stopped the car and like was like, "I'm sorry. What did you just say?" I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I like the idea that your mom is on the highway. And she's like, like, "No, we have to stop. Pull you over onto the shoulder. Hold on. <laughs> what are you talking about?" Um, we are not alone in loving the song. It is, of course, beloved by many people, but uh, it is Roger Moore's favorite uh, Bond theme. Uh, nice. Which does, which also, you're like, you're so vain, Roger Moore. Because, like, of course you <laughs> like the one where you're like, yeah. you're the best lover I've ever had. I, mean, I would have assumed he'd like the man with the golden gun. <laughs> it's about his penis. Um, yeah. Speaking yeah. of penises, is this song, is the it in this song killing or doing it? What do you mean? To give me, give me an uh, example. Nobody does it, it better. Oh, loving. Or it could be killing. It could be killing, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but it's the spy who loves it. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's love. But he's licensed to kill. He's not licensed to love. He does that unregulated. I, I mean, the it's <laughs> the it in this song. He's a libertarian in the way of love. Oh, Andrew, yeah. the it in this song. This government employee is a libertarian <laughs> of love. The it in this song is making love, Andrew. That's true. That is the it in this song. Nobody does it better. Um, the best one is keeps me from running, running, but just keep it coming. Just keep it coming. Not <laughs> me, which it is what it, I think is trying to say. Did, 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 did Salsman think that was okay? That's how you, I think that's Sals- how you know it's I a think, bond song. I think Salsman is, is off, uh, yeah. is off stage left Salty at this Salsman. point. Uh, but I'm not sure about that. Um, so a lot of people cover this. Uh, not just karaoke in karaoke situations either. <laughs> um, famous people do this. This would be such a hard song to sing karaoke. Um, yeah. I really like the Julie Andrews version of this song. It's beautiful. She's got a beautiful voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is really weird. Uh, the weirdest person who... Co- so most of it is like other beautiful power ballad 
of able lady singers do mm-hmm. this. Yeah. But also Radiohead likes to play this as encore sometimes. Okay. Huh. Um, and uh, lead singer uh, Tom York declared it the sexiest song that's ever been written. So they, they play huh. it. Huh. I thought you were going to go with the Adam Sandler covered this song. <laughs> wow. I, that's not super shocking to me. It's weirder to me that Radiohead, yeah, yeah. self-important yeah. self uh, <laughs> Radiohead is singing this. Um, yes. It's funny. But the, the idea of Tom York singing uh, The Spy Who Loved Me is very funny to me. Uh, okay. Categories. Mm-hmm. It's a banger it in more really ways is. than one. Hey. Um, yes. It's James Unbound. Nice. Yes. Uh, I thought this was so I like the song uh, because it has like once again, it's not just a straight up love song. There is like a little bit of edge to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish someone would love me better. You're kind of a you're kind of a pain in the ass sometimes. So I call this postmodern love, but with a different colon. P.S. I love you, you dick. <laughs> I, I, I think it gives us you for swearing. Oh, you like the swears? <laughs> Points for swears. Points for swears. Right, I, I, I never did knew that that was a thing. Oh yeah, I, I love swears. Um, okay. That's another yeah. fine. Well, now I, I'm making notes for next time. <laughs> My category Just insert is some. shit. You're like, oh, <laughs> I, like, I call this category. <laughs> and who never stopped laughing after that. Um, okay. Moonraker is next. Moonraker. Shirley Bassey is back one final time. I love that pregnant pause. Okay. Moonraker. It's, it's Moonraker. Uh, here it is. Okay, Kelly, uh, I find myself asking, what is Moonraker about? Uh, no idea. Mm. Make a guess. Take a wild stab. Ba- it is about Interpret. a man who gets shot to the moon because it's 1979. We've already been there. And he goes on Old up news. there and he rakes the moon. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's, it's, it's an original interpretation of the idea and I love it. Now, if Shirley Bassey had sung... The version of this song that I once made up when I was a child while sitting in a Mexican restaurant and eating tortilla chips, you would know what this song was about. That's, that song goes a little something like this. <clears throat> Moonraker, it's the laser, the laser that is up in space, <laughs> not on your face. Um, I'll tell you what Moonraker is about for real, although that is basically what it's about. Before we do, though, can I ask a specific question that I have not asked since Thunderball? What's a Moonraker? I'll tell you what a Moonraker is. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Agent 007, portrayed by Roger Moore. Robert Murr. That's not his name. Robert Murr. Robert Murr. <laughs> hey Mary, Mary, Sir Robert Murray. Okay, <laughs> get it right. Blasts into orbit in this action-packed adventure that takes him to Venice, Rio de Janeiro, and 
outer space. When Bond, <laughs> See, I was right. He goes to the moon. When what, he doesn't go to the moon. When uh, Bond investigates details. the hijacking of an American space shuttle, the titular Moonraker, mm-hmm. he and the beautiful CIA agent Holly Goodhead oh, wow. are soon locked oh, in a life-or-death struggle against <laughs> Hugo Dax, a power-mad industrialist. Dax and his metal-mouthed assassin Jaws have cooked up a horrific scheme to destroy all human life by arming Moonraker with a laser cannon and training it right at the Earth. That's a Moonraker. Seems a bit much. really lucky that the man with the metal jaw isn't... Goodhead. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I mean, I, you assume that that was. Uh, do, you, mean, like, do you know about Jaws, the bad guy? A man with a metal mouth. Yes. Oh, okay. Him. I know. You're familiar. So you like? Have so you seen the clip of him like biting the metal bars? Um, maybe. I mean, like the thing is about that is the metal teeth wouldn't do that for you. You you still have to have jaw muscles. Imagine me. Well, he's supposed to be also like incredibly strong. No, oh, yeah. Imagine me, a child. Me an intellectual. Me a Done. child who was watching James Bond movie at a tender time when I also was obsessed with the movie Jaws and finding out that there was a villain named Jaws and that he wasn't a shark man. The dis- disappointment. Goddamn. The disappointment was bitter. I, I thought <laughs> I'm you were... so disappointed in Jaws as a character. Here's where I thought that story was going to go, and I don't know why. Imagine you, Mary Johnson, as a child. A child. As a child. Um, at a time you were obsessed with... Um, what was the first, James Bond movies or not? I was watching James Bond movies. James Bond movies and obsessed with not the movie Jaws, but I thought you were going to say licorice for some reason. And you're like, that must be when he bit that wire was the biggest piece of licorice. I've I think ever it seen. was. I think that's <laughs> it looks actually. Like it. I think that's actually true. Yeah. Um, no, I'm a, a strictly like, a red vines of uh, emphasis on the red portion. Oh. I don't. I don't mess with black lico. I don't. Wow. You, you know that makes you the minority in this group. It's true. We're, I know, which is Kelly and crazy. I are the you, minority in life, though, when it comes to black licorice. It's you good. wild fools. Good. I'm sorry. I didn't like it when I was a kid, but then like one day, one day, I switch flipped. And I was like, oh my god, I'm old now. <laughs> this is great. No, I've always loved it. I, my mother, like a real freak of nature. I, I'm gonna well, and the, because you're revealing this to me, um, which I already knew, but like, why are you reminding this of me of this? I feel not at all bad for ruining your life by informing oh, no. you. That uh, Kate Bush was supposed to write and record oh. the Moonraker theme. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> but she oh. said no. That would have been amazing. <laughs> Kate. <sighs> so, so okay. So Kate said no. And uh, John Barry and his lyricist Hal David wrote this song. And then they shopped it around, and nobody wanted to do it. <laughs> they initially wanted Johnny Mathis to record this, which would have been okay. kind of wild. Yeah, but I think it makes yeah. sense. Um, but Johnny Mathis is like, this is a real dog, man. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then basically they called in Shirley Bassey for one more time. And she was like, like Shirley, please. She was like, just so you know, I hate this song, but I will do it as a favor to you. I've already sung my laser themed theme song, but I'll do it. You know, they really missed out. It. Uh, they should have gone back to that Goldfinger well and just been like. Moonraker, wider than a mile. I'm crossing you in style someday. Yeah. Um, uh, they should have just played Kate Bush's Running Up That Hill, but the hill is space. See? Just yeah. like go weird with it. Yeah. That's that. I mean, I guess I don't need to live in a world where Kate Bush wrote a James Bond theme song. 
but I You'd want prefer to. to. I the the I world did. that Kate Bush writes the J- a James Bond theme song is the same world where we don't have Donald Trump and we don't have Mitch McConnell. <laughs> yeah. And we have socialism and nice things. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to put and nice a, things as basic health. I don't yeah, want to. Human put, rights are are, yeah. a, are a priority. I'm not looking to put the blame for our current state of the world on Kate Bush, but I think that's no, what we've arrived are, at. I'm those sorry. Are, those are unrelated you things in my mind. A pioneer. Cor- correlation does not imply causation. True, 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 true. <laughs> but you know. Mm. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thoughts about Moonraker? <laughs> oh, excuse me. Um, no. How many leaves are on the moon? And why are we sending us a spaceship to space? How much? This? How many taxpayer no, no, no. dollars are we paying to rake the moon? <laughs> you know what was one of my favorite things? When you're in casual conversation with someone and you realize that they're a moon landing denier. Has that happened no. to you? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> More than once. What? And it's like one of my favorite because I'm just like, tell me everything. <laughs> Mary is such an open book. People say such weird <laughs> shit to her, and they do not say it to me, and it's it's kind of upsetting, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Um, categories. <laughs> this is a one-hand wonder. Has a good hook. That triangle. Ding, 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 ding. That's true. Ooh, mm. I like that. You're, I hook. also like that you're so like this is a that's a very glass half half full. <laughs> I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna try and get what I can. <laughs> you know, uh, I've been locked in my house for weeks. <laughs> I'm gonna take the good things that I can. I like it. And that's a triangle. That's right. Like <laughs> the triangle from Moonraker, bringing hope yeah, to the world. Yeah, fine. Yeah, John Barry. See. You didn't like it, but... Well, you liked it. No one else did. But now here we are in a better world where triangles are appreciated. Um, I, John Barry, where, where are you? <laughs> um, because, again, I think... I guess like this is... Now I feel like a fool because I should have read the synopsis of the film. Um, I guess because the, the fixation with Moonraker, it reminded me of Thunderball. And I was like, oh, it's another like nonsense thing. It's sort of a different movie. But actually, it's clearly about this movie explicitly. So, uh, but anyway, when I... When well, I, Thunderball is the code name of... The thing in Thunderbolt. Then it works. Um, I went with Patrick McGuffin because I'm like, is that what matters? Turns out it's the only thing that matters. Also that in Jaws. Um, yep. So. I mean. I'm disqualified. I, guess. I mean, I this is a correct category technically, but I honest to honest to God, my favorite thing about it is what I'm making fun of, which I, this is an SEO. No, but I think honestly, the only thing that's really worth, like, I agree with Kelly, the triangle is awesome. Also, this song would be utterly forgettable if she didn't have to jam the word Moonraker in there. <laughs> like, the funniest and best thing about this song is the fact that it's called Moonraker. You're a Moonraker. What's that? Well, you see, it's Just a spaceship. Just like the Moonraker. Like, that's an amazing, that's a pretty amazing. I think it, it's Kelly. Yeah, I want yeah, I, yeah. I to live in a world where we like Moonraker. Agreed. Where we... Li- where we love the triangle, the song, and that's it. The yeah. song makes a big assumption that you know what a Moonraker is or care. Well, I guess if you're watching the movie. If you're watching, well, I mean, but this opens, so you're just, I mean. Yeah, true. I mean, the, the title of the movie also makes that big assumption. <laughs> I guess the title of any movie makes that big assumption, strictly speaking. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> or anything. Wuthering Heights? I don't care about Wuthering or Heights. What's care. that about? I'm stuck on Kate Bush. Sorry, I, I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Speaking of Bush. <laughs> We got another sexy one for your eyes only by Sheena Easton.
Um, what in the name of Yacht Rock? <laughs> oh, Whoa. is that your category? Did you? Sh- no, that's a good category. Um, what in the name of adult contemporary? <laughs> but that's what I thought of when I heard it. Adult contemporary. This is, oh, this, man. Is oh. a, this is an adult contemporary you James poked, Bond You thing. poked a bear, but I Uh-oh. do know where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Like, I, li- I like where your head's at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know how I like ruined your lives last time? <laughs> I'm going to do it again. Oh, boy. Sure. This was supposed to be Blondie. God. This was supposed... Oh. And not only it... That honestly does ruin my life. Oh, I but, would love to be Debbie Harry. Allow me, this song. allow me, allow me okay, okay. to make it better. Great. Debbie Harry was like, "This song is misogynistic, and I'm not going to do it." Word. Um, yeah. Fair. So she, um, so she and uh, Chris Stein, who's the guitarist for mm-hmm. uh, Blondie, wrote their own song for the film. But old Cubby Broccoli didn't <sighs> like Broccoli. it. Broccoli. So instead, who's the who's a producer of James Bond movies? Uh, so instead, he asked uh, Sheena Easton of "My Baby Takes the Morning Train." He's like, she doesn't mind being submissive. <laughs> oh my god! Um, and uh, asked her to sing the original song that was written. And uh, that's yeah. why we are here. But you can still listen to uh, Blondie's version of the song or her take on the song. Um, uh, in their album The Hunter so it's not lost to time okay. can, it doesn't okay. totally ruin your lives and I'm proud of Blondie for sticking yeah. to her yeah, guns yeah. good on you Debbie Harry yes um, so I, I am I dumb guys because I didn't realize this was a James Bond theme song uh, I thought this song was one what one of the songs that sort of played in the background on the adult contemporary station that my mom listened to when I was a child like that's my <laughs> connection like just hearing the song like that's that's all I know it from. So I was legitimately surprised when I when I, when I was listening to the playlist and this popped out. I was like, "Oh my god!" This because I'd forgotten it existed. It's not like a notable song, but now I think it. it you know, now that I know it's a little bit misogynist, I didn't really listen to lyrics that much. Um, I did think it kind of slapped a bit, but also in a boring way. But you have a different take on it, Mary. What was your thought? Um, this makes me burn with adolescent embarrassment because it is so obviously about sex and I primarily listen to it with my mom and usually I'm pretty cool about that kind of thing because my mom's a cool lady but there's just something about this song that like I don't I think it's, it's like earnest in a way that's it's really earnestly modest and lusty in a way that like I just like can't oh, oh god um yeah I don't know, so it's hard for me to like <laughs> just like, yeah. yeah like mm. like uh, even now like I'm okay like I'm fine I'm 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 31 years old so I'm fine, um, <laughs> but it does like when I think God I forgot you're 31 uh, since I'm still a young 30. Oh we're back old. on this your time, train again. Your time is coming. Yeah. Your time is coming. Um, okay, I'm snapping the skin on the back of my hands. You <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? are asking like I'm not bathing my the backs of my hands in serum every night because I have nothing better to do. Um, <laughs> my hands are so dry. Oh, oh my God, yeah. Um, I am actually legitimately putting serum on the back of my hands. Um, I am too. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? This is around the time in this in this uh, like list that I've, that it finally made sense to me that all Bond themes are kind of are produced by like artists who are popular at that time. Yes, yeah. they're very of like, their time. That didn't occur to me <laughs> really because all of a sudden I was like, "Wait, Billie Eilish did the new Bond song? That seems really dumb." I didn't know that. But it kind of makes sense once you look at it in this context. Yeah, 
Oh, for sure. For sure. Like, it's just yeah. whoever is, like, hot at the moment. Like, this kind of... Ca- this Like wings. Like wings. Yeah. Like Shirley but, Bassey. But, like... <laughs> that old, like, that like, old dame. Like Louis Armstrong, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, um, like, the thing is, like, most in the 70s, it's, like, very iconic musicians. And also Lulu. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but Lulu had a hit at the time. I think it's there either very iconic or, like, hot off the press. Mm, like, those yeah, are things. Yeah. She, this is hot off the press for sure. Um... I think what bugs me, I'm like now really getting into it. I think it bugs me that this woman would be like, for your eyes only, Bond, when everyone's seen Bond naked. <laughs> that bugs me. His golden mm. gun is better yeah. on the block. Yeah. I prefer Lulu's take on uh, Bond's sexuality because I think it is more honest. <laughs> no one should have sex with James Bond without realizing that he's like a bit of a bit of a slut. <laughs> wow. Don't shame him. <laughs> I'm not shaming him. I'm just, I'm admitting. That's yeah, what he fair, is. Fair. You just have to be safe if you're sleeping with a slut. No, that's not true. <laughs> with James Bond. That's it even worse. I mean, there's no condom in the world, <laughs> like, <laughs> thick enough. Yeah, thick enough and sturdy enough. And, you know, he wouldn't wear it anyway. <laughs> he so. definitely not wear it. You might as well just crawl into a garbage bag <laughs> and oil it up. <laughs> like, that's what you're going to need. Um, mm. All right, let's get into categories. Okay. Uh, I think that the, I'll lead off. I think that this is crazy coming off. It's especially coming off Shirley Bassey, um, and it's like the '80s, boom. Yeah, singing it's much like in Shirley the, Bassey opened the oh, well, '70s. Sheena yeah. Easton brought in the '80s. Yes, yeah. singing in the land of the lost. We've fallen through the crack, crack oh, in the earth, yeah. and now it is the '80s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because this is clearly a grown and sexy song for James Bond. Ooh. I went with adults. Another oh. another term that makes me like my insides curdle. <laughs> yeah. Go on. Grown and sexy. <laughs> Um, it, this is adults only contemporary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yes. Um, I called this one a nerd raping a woman in a bounce house, and it's called a love story, product of its time. Oh it's a product of its time. Whoa. Because oh, of the movie Wrench and the Nerds, where that super happens, by the way. That super happens. That that's is, part. That's. <laughs> oh, God. I love that category, but I think I love Andrews better. Thank you. It comes around again. Okay, nice, good, 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 nice, good, good, nice. good, 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 good. I'll take. Um, yes, Andrew definitely gets it. By the way, I did not agree with you, oh. and I should appreciate it. Yeah. Double agreement. All right, mm. we're finally, finally at the end of our first part, and it's we're what it's what you've all been. It's waiting what you've been all been waiting for. <laughs> we have now reached the pinnacle of human achievement. We've got. We've taken care of. You only live twice. We've done. Live and let die. We did. Nobody does it better. Where are we now? An all-time high <laughs> with Rita Coolidge. We move as We're an all-time high. We'll change all that's gone before. so much more in All right, enough. Thank you, Rita. <laughs> um, <laughs> oof. Oof, man. <laughs> yeah. oof. I can't even really explain why I don't like it. I just don't like it. It's not very good. <laughs> I think is why you don't like <laughs> Actually, you know what? I know why I don't like it. 
This is for a movie called Octopussy. And that's why. <laughs> Call make write a song called Octopussy, you cowards. <laughs> if you can put Octopussy on a movie marquee, you can sing a song about it. And get Kate Bush to sing it. Yeah. The or jokes get Debbie, or get, pile up there. Or get Debbie Harry to sing it. Get them both to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just trying to imagine a song called Octopussy. And what it would sound Octopussy. like. Octopussy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the and then you can, can fill in the blank there. I'm not gonna go. This is yeah, a family yeah. show kind of sort of. It's the pussy, the oh. pussy with eight okay. legs. Oh Christ. Ah, that means it just has so guys. many eggs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, octopussy. Oh, 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 oh. Octopussy. Um, uh. The plot of the of the movie Octopussy is very different from the book. The film is God. I don't even really Actually, remember. Say, say, uh, I, go, go vagina tentacle. <laughs> It's a cockle. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's all I got. Yeah. Well, I maybe mean, it really wouldn't be teeth. It would be more of those, like, beak Beaks, things. Beaks, uh, yeah. Uh, which is mm-hmm. even scarier. Worse, I think. I don't remember a lot about... I know that there's, like, a Fabergé egg in uh, <laughs> Octopussy, and that um, there's a woman who's named Octopussy, and she has one of those blue-ringed octopuses in a tank, which I like. she has I like. eight vaginas? Yes. Eh. Um, and she's a jewel smart. <laughs> I think everybody's like, no, we're not. Uh, no, we're, 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 we'll, it, we'll it, it's it a in. hot topic. We gotta, yeah. we gotta, it's what we're all thinking. And there's like, and there's, ju- and there's like jewel thievery of some sort. Uh, the thing I remember most about it is that there is a scene shot in this, um, hotel in India that's called the Floating Palace. It like, it kind of appears as if it's like the Taj Mahal, but in the middle of a very large lake. And I have been there. Ooh, and nice. it's very beautiful. And I ate, I like, I participated in their um, breakfast buffet, which featured a punch bowl just full of meticulously um, peeled pomegranate seeds. Damn. And it was like the best, Damn. it was like the best day of my life. Like I filled up like a cereal bowl full of pomegranate seeds and just like ate them and like, that's yeah. luxurious. I also love that you just described that as participated in <laughs> a buffet. Yeah. That's how, that's how alone we've been in our homes. We're like, I participated in a buffet one time. Uh, um, but the book, I got a trophy and everything. But the book, Pussy is the only Ian Fleming novel I have ever read. No, no, that's not true. The only James Bond novel I've ever read, participated in, hmm. if you will. Engaged with. Engaged with. <laughs> yes. Um, and it is not at all about any of those things. First of all, Octopussy is an octopus. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is Excellent. and it is about, it, it's actually like, I like it. It's pretty good. <laughs> it was great, yeah. It's about James Bond um, tracking down a guy who ha- stole a bunch of Nazi gold um, and... <laughs> Basically, like James Bond, like coming to his estate and being like, let's have dinner and then I'm going to kill you. And it's like, it's kind of cerebral and good. <laughs> yeah. It, James Bond is also in it for like 10 pages. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah. It's like, told it's, from the villain's perspective. The, yeah. it's. I remember yeah. like, again, the only other, so that one and Live and Let Die, if I recall correctly, it's been a long time, but I think Live and Let Die, I remember liking it a lot because basically it was like a book about, 
examining the idea of death from the perspective of a man whose job is to kill people. And it became cool. like, weirdly nuanced. And like, I was shocked because um, there wasn't a lot of like weird racist shit happening in it. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't a movie written in the 70s. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And in the book, Octopussy, uh, the octopus actually is it the one who kills him. Book yeah. written in the 50s. So they were yeah. just yeah, not yeah. included. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's just no, no women aye, aye, involved aye. who weren't sex objects. Um, and people of yeah. color, absolutely, absolutely. not. Well, they well, they Villains. Yeah. I mean, yeah, somebody somebody has to deliver fresh towels. I mean, come on. Oh, um, uh, yeah, but in the book, basically, James Bond's like, "Look, I'm going to kill you, or I will let you go out the way you want to go out." And this guy has been like, has this this octopus that he's been like watching in a reef that he dives in often, and he feeds it every day. And at the end, he feeds himself to the octopus. It's cool. It's cool. That's how I would die. <laughs> that's the most. Oh, so that's, oh, I was like, like do Kelly. Next level horrifying. No, and I don't want to be eaten by cats either. Good, Do you want good. to be eaten by a beak? Oh, God. Put no. your cheek in a beak? <laughs> um, don't do that. It's very, very scary. Uh, yeah, uh. this... So, I have... I'll just lead into my categories. Uh, my category. Oh, before you do, can oh. make one, one quick yes, comment? Yes, please. Um, the, the, one of the funniest things I've encountered I think in recent times is the fact that the I believe the opening line to this song for a the theme to a movie called Octopussy is all I wanted was a sweet distraction for an hour or two um, and that just made me giggle I don't know it just sounds dirty in a way that's like unexpected and you're like oh wow that's how yeah. you know that Bond must take Viagra two yeah. hours who has time for that I mean you know it's, it's an eightfold job <laughs> you gotta limber up you're gonna be walking like a cowboy yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not in a good way mm. um <laughs> that's a long time yeah um <laughs> so better have some industrial lube yeah 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 um I I wish this song was either like chose a lane it's it should be it should be ways like smuttier because you're in a m- movie called Octopussy, or it should just be like more, um, more uh, car- like, uh, more like nobody does it better. Do it Carly Simon's way and mm. make it very, very romantic with just like the touch of sex to it. So I called this a uh, Mr. Wink Winks nudge mm-hmm. nudge, say no more, say no more. There's like, I mean, like, right all time high. Uh, we know what that is. Sweet stretch for an hour or two. Uh, we know what that is. Like, just, I mean, it's, it's a movie called Octopussy. You can talk about sex. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. No one's pretending. Uh, I went with another adults-only contemporary, because this is the second truly adult contemporary song, and it's kind of about sex, but it's not. And it's also about octopussies. So. Yeah, it sure is. Octopussy galore. <laughs> First person to make that joke, I'm sure. No, it's a lie. I'm sure many dads have. Octopussy does not have a last name. Ooh, how, I suppose. How edgy. <laughs> I suppose could. if your name is Octopussy, there probably isn't anyone else with that in the phone book, though. So, <laughs> uh, Kelly, category. Uh, uh, I hope I don't sound ridiculous. I have no idea who this is. Sorry to this man. So I called it Kiki and the Oblivious. Because <laughs> <laughs> she, because Kiki Palmer was a Kila, was a Kila and a Kila and the Bee. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh my god. I have never heard this song before in my life. <laughs> that is a wild category, and I like it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I think we should give it to you. <laughs> Andrew. Sorry. Go for it. Sorry to Take this it. song. Sorry to this. Hope I don't sound ridiculous. Sorry to Rita Coolidge. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I like it. Andrew, do you agree? Yeah, go. Yeah. On board. Nice. <sighs> 
Um, all right, that rounds us out. So, guys, now, we halfway did it. Yay. We halfway did it. We Yay. hope you join us again. Um, the official drink. Uh, now that you're at the end, this is the end. <laughs> the official drink of this particular episode episode is a Vesper martini, which is the martini that James Bond drinks. Uh, we'll post the recipe, but basically it's gin and vodka and vermouth <laughs> and a lemon twist. And you shake it up like you would a normal martini and you garnish it with your lemon twist. And then you enjoy a nice day of murdering and misogyny. <laughs> so cheers all around, Obviously. folks. Cheers. Cheers. Yep. Uh, as always, thanks for tuning in and listening to our show. Uh, join us next time for the last half of this list, uh, where we do the rest of the James Bond theme songs. Um, yeah, and be sure to look out for that on your favorite podcast platform of choice. Tell your friends, tell your family, give us uh, ratings and reviews. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 It's an all-time all <laughs> bye. It's an all-time bye. bye. Just...